Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I am joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. It's the Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And on this stop of the mission, we'll be spending some time with a, a light and breezy. Mm-hmm. Won't say romantic comedy, but a lot of romance and a lot, lot of comedy. The Outside Story with Michelle Mission favorite Brian Tyree Henry, Trekker and dearly departed Spock adjacent favorite, Sonequa Martin-Green, Sunita Manny, and Olivia Edward. Mm-hmm. The choice of Lynn Webb and a bit of a preview of what we'll be doing at our live event later this week. Yeah. But before we get into all that, how are you, Lynn? I'm doing very fine, Vincent. I have uh, zero complaints, my friend. How about yourself? Chilling like a villain. Uh, there you go. Chilling like a villain. Uh, shout out to everyone that is out there in the chat. All of you watching us as we live stream into your YouTube and Facebook via StreamYard. Shout out to Deborah Battle, Robert Monroe, and Aaron Fry, first to hit us up in the chat. Hello, hello, hello to each and every one of you. Good evening, one and all. Hopefully people had a productive Martin Luther King Day. Um, let's get right into it, Vincent. Okay. We've got letters. Ah, uh, missives from missionary. That we're going to get into, and this mail comes from, from Sean Simmons. Hey, what's up, Sean? Like Vincent, I wish House Party well, but it's a hard pass. <laughs> yes, yes. Ouch. If Len felt compelled to put a January film on the list, what about Storm Reed and Mia Long's Missing, which is in theaters on January 20th? Do we need to pull Len's Mia Long card? Because I feel like it was his responsibility to remember his girl. Uh, oh, no, 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 Sean. <laughs> now, here's the thing. We try not to review um, current movies too soon out the bat um, because we want to be able to be fully transparent about how we feel about the film. So just to be on the safe side, we kind of let the film release, be out there, make his dough, then we'll review it. Especially a smaller film like Missing, as opposed to a film that's kind of like um, critic proof. Right. Like right. Wakanda forever. Sure. Sure. Like that, you know, so I didn't forget <laughs> about missing. As a matter of fact, you know, it's hard for me to look at that trailer for missing. Okay. Because even though a lot of the, the movie is seen via like, you know, secondhand cameras and mm -hmm. videos and stuff like that. There's, there is footage of Nia Long being abducted. Right, 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 right. From the street, right. stubbed into a car. Right, right. Now, I did not appreciate right. the violence right. that was being put upon Ms. Long. Right, right, even even make pretend. You said violence. Pretend violence. It's it's a shocking image. It's, it's very shocking. Yeah, it, it was it was it was hard. It was hard for me to, and then to have to go and watch it on a big screen. And then a big screen is, I don't think I could do that. I don't think you can do it. So all right, I'll be waiting to watch that. Also, Zeman. Yes, thank you, Sean. Now now now, Lynn's upset. The show just started. 
Yeah, Sean. <laughs> you just mind your business, Sean. Yeah. I take care of Nia. Yes, yes. Continue with your... As long as you stay a thousand yards away. Remember, we got that paperwork. Your weak-ass email. I'm not supposed to talk about You were just talking about how Best Man Final Chapters did nothing with her, and then look what you did. Look, Sean! It's <laughs> <laughs> enough out of you, Sean. <laughs> it's comparable to Anika Noni Rose having something coming out and Vincent not mentioning it. Unacceptable. 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 Uh, you know what? I wonder what Nia Long's day-to-day life is like. Like, I wonder if if it's just 40 and 50-year-old black men <laughs> coming at her. You know, I'm fascinated by the concept of black things. Like, I want to be famous enough mm-hmm. that, like, black people know me. Okay. But, like, I can still kind of. You can walk in on white spaces. Right. Go out in the world. and Yeah. And kind of do things and this, that, and the other. And Nia Long is like right on the cusp of that. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Nia Long, she kind of puts on a baseball cap and goes and does her thing. But boy, I feel like the brothers can spot Nia Long <laughs> from half a mile away. So, but she, but, but, uh, but Nia Long is such an icon to the brothers. Right. We can spot her. But we protect her. Yeah. And don't bother her. No, we don't bother. Just sort of. We don't bother. Leave Nia Long and kind of keep it moving. Yeah. Okay. Because honestly, unless you're on a certain level of black fame yourself. Right. When you enter into a certain like, like uh, perimeter uh-huh. around Nia Long, like your brain just dis- disconnects. Right, right. And you just become a babbling. You know what I also suspect? That by the time you registered, that was actually Nia Long. She's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Like you see, you you know, you probably you go through the process that you go through as a man. Where you go, wow, she's really attractive. Yeah. And then you go, oh wow, she kind of looks like Nia Long. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the dissonance, the cognitive dissonance, goes away, and you, go, oh my god, I think that was actually Nia Long. Yeah, that's your brain. She's pro- gone. That's your brain protecting you. That's your brain protecting you. From yourself. Because you can't, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I am kind of fascinated by that. Like, like you know, now you know my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Nia Long and I'm out of Tide Pods. So I'm just going to run to the Target. Like, I don't know what city she lives in, but, you know, I'm just going to run to Target. And yeah, well, she moved down, she moved from Boston. Easy. I'm going to run to Target, get some Tide Pods. You think Nia Long runs the Target? I absolutely do. So do I. You know, and you know, she has kids, right? She has kids. Yeah. You know, her kid has a project, needs some type of felt or or, or paper, and she runs to Michaels to get some some glue or 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 you know something to make to make the project that her son or daughter didn't tell her they needed this for their project. You know, I'm making a mobile. I'm doing the planets. I need some pipe cleaners. Do they still sell pipe cleaners? They must sell pipe cleaners. And I need pipe cleaners. And it's 7.30 on a Tuesday. You know what? I'm just going to run over to Michael's 
and get the pipe cleaners. Man. And then you're in there and you see her and you go, wow, she's fun. And, and you go, oh, wow, she kind of looks like Nia Long. And then you're like, would Nia Long be in Michael's buying pipe cleaners at 745 on a Tuesday? Let me run into Nia Long in a gray hoodie and some mommy tights and some pink Nikes and Michaels getting pipe cleaners and glue. At 7.45 on a Tuesday night. 45 on a Tuesday night. Dog. Dog. <laughs> that will be the last of the Misha Misha. I bet you wouldn't even realize it was her until the, the moment had passed. No, I... I bet you one American dollar because she's probably low key, does her thing. Can, I just get this stuff. My kid is doing a project. And he didn't tell me he need this stuff till just now. Don't know. See, you picking a wrong dude. I didn't know the alarm was in missing because I saw the trailers and saw the quick close up of her face. Right, right. I knew that she was in missing because I saw the far away shot so of the far away getting, shot. getting abducted. Getting abducted. And I said, yo, those dudes is ripping up the alarm. The alarm, you were about to spring into action. And then I realized, I straight, oh, it's just the movie. It's just a movie. Because yeah, no. you remembered she was an actress. It was too, some things are too, too real. Some things are too real, okay. All right, that was our listening mail. All right, thank you, Sean. Yeah, Sean. All right, let's let's keep it moving. It's right. award season, Vincent. That's what I hear. It's award season, and a lot of films are being um, and, and TV projects are being awarded. There recently there was a Golden Globes Award. Sure. The other day there was a Critics Choice Award. Absolutely. Um, your baby, I um took home both a Golden Globes and a Critics Choice Award. Mm -hmm. Abbott's Elementary. Yeah. One yeah. for best comedy series. Yeah, Philly stand up. Philly stand up. Yeah, Quentin Brunson. Quentin Brunson. Go on, Quentin. She ran. She won for um for best actress in yeah, the comedy series. Angela Bassett mm. won a Golden Globe. Yes, for best supporting actress, of course. Uh, for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, first Marvel actor to win an acting award, like a big award. Really? Is that yeah. the first one? Nothing. She's the first one out of that entire stable to win an award. Get out of From here. Iron Man until this exact second. Wow, I did not yep. I had not re realized that. Yep. Yeah. Uh Zendaya, of course, won for um Euphoria. I I think she's I think she's at that Stevie Wonder moment through the seventies where Stevie Wonder just kept winning album of the year for like four or five years straight. Mm -hmm. Where she's just going to keep winning this award. Who's Zendaya? Yeah. Until they stop making Euphoria, she's just going to keep winning this award. She she very well might. She very well might. Um, also, uh, at the Critics' Choice Award, Tyler James Williams. Yes. Yes, he did. Won for Abbott Elementary. That's right. And took one home for Abbott Elementary. Everybody hates Chris, but everyone loves him. Yes, they do. Uh, they awarded the Cecil B. DeMille Award to... Which is for lifetime achievement to Eddie Murphy. Speaking of, did you see his acceptance? No, I didn't. Yeah, was it good? Well, he made a Chris Rock joke, which was pretty funny because it's Eddie Murphy and his timing was impeccable. I won't even ruin it for you, but yes, of course, of course. So, yeah, so I, I'm I'm really happy to see like so many people get uh, get their flowers and hey, always they acknowledge always. You know, so it's pretty dope. Cheryl Lee Ralph. 
Shirley Ralph. I have to say, come on. Well, I, I, I pulled up about the queen. What the other queen? You said Angela Bassett. I did pull. I, I did say Angela Bassett. Um, uh, Shirley Shirley Ralph won. She's not here listed on this long list that I'm seeing here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Golden Globes. Okay, I'm looking. That's why. I thought she won something. I thought she just she won. She won Critics' she Choice. Keeps, she keeps winning things. She won Critics' Choice, and I'm so happy for her. Like so, so happy for Shirley Ralph. Well, you know, she is just like Angela Bassett. They've been around so long, you just assume that they've gotten, you know, they've got a truckload of awards. Right, you know? right. But they really, they, um, they really don't. Like, um, you, you couldn't have told me that Angela Bassett didn't have, like, a ton of awards. Also, Janelle Monet, hey, um, received an award as well. Uh, she received the hashtag see her award. Um, I'm looking at all the listings right now. Uh, you know, a movie that won, a movie that everybody's talking about, I finally just saw. Which was? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, you must have watched it since last week. Yeah. 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 I just watched it the other day. That was at work, right? Yo, that movie is ridiculous. Yeah. I know, right? Really good. I mean, well, I'm a Michelle Yao fan. So like I so for her happy for her. Yes, she won um as well. Yeah, but that movie is is so good. You know, initially directed by the Daniels. They I I I I I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. I think I, I read this correctly. I believe they wrote that role for Jackie Chan. Really? And then she got the role. Oh, so then they flipped it and murdered it. See that's you know what God bless him because I can't see Jackie Chan doing it. I Jackie Chan I like Jackie Chan. I don't think Jackie Chan is as good of an actor as Michelle. Yeah. Oh, that's not even a that's not even a question. Yeah, like you know, obviously the martial arts parts would have been fine, but yeah, yeah, not even a question. Yeah, that's the thing. He couldn't he couldn't have acted. Then. Yeah, he couldn't he yeah. couldn't he couldn't have pulled that off. And it, and that is that movie is every as much fun as it is, as much action as it is, as fun funny as it is there is just as much pathos and drama well and then not for nothing uh, you know we're we're like a year late as good as michelle yeah was i think ki kwan was better like he really oh, yeah, like he yeah. really was the heart of the film and, and was just amazing and extraordinary but the whole cast yeah he won too yeah the whole cast was fantastic yeah, the, 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 the movie is, is absolutely ridiculous it was one of those movies that over the years at it some this is the type of thing that happens where I kept looking for somebody black in it I was like certainly we can do this on the Michelle mission <laughs> it's not more black first than the movie. now now come on keep keep <laughs> keep pulling keep. Hey, certainly one of Michelle Yao's multiverse counterparts is black <laughs> How long is that person in the larger met? Jamie Lee Curtis was in um, Trading Places, so <laughs> I can yeah, yeah, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Also, that I knew somebody else. I saw one, uh, Nisi Nash, Nisi Nash Betts, or her official name now, one for limited series for um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Good for her, yeah. And Giancarlo Esposito, hey, one for Better Call Saul, hey. Um, and another shout out, this is not black or anything, but um, uh, Harley Quinn won for best animated series. And it should have. And it should have. It's pretty fantastic. And it features Sinai Lathan as a Catwoman yeah. you didn't know that you knew. There you go. That's what I hear. <laughs> it's amen. Amen. 
All right. So, yeah. So, shout out to all of them. All of those winners. Congratulations to each and every one of you. Um, also to Ruth Carter, which we know this is just a precursor. Yeah. For, uh, one for best costume design. If, yeah. Like, if she doesn't sweep every costume design look. from here until the Oscars, I look, it's a crime. Yeah. It's a crime. All right. It is time for... I, wait, wait. Did you watch? You said you were going to watch it last week. Did you watch the Miss Cleo? Oh, okay. I did watch Miss Cleo. Uh, yes. I think it's called Here Is Miss Cleo or something like yes. that. Like H- HBO Max. I did watch that. That's very interesting. Boy. It's very interesting. It doesn't. It's not what you think it's going to be. It really isn't. You know what? You know my absolute favorite thing? Well, not my absolute favorite thing, but like my top five favorite thing about black people is not what they say is what they don't say. Mm. I wanted to talk to Miss Cleo's crew in Seattle. Oh, the ones that she did on camera. Mm -hmm. So bad. Yeah. Because you could see it on their faces. Mm -hmm. We have so much more Mm -hmm. to say about Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, um, I I believe it's called Call Me Now. Call Me Now, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo Stories documentary about Miss Cleo, the television psychic, psychic. Well, she was on the te- right on the commercials back in the nineties. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I could have sworn that was like more eighties than nineties, yeah. but it was yeah. nineties. And yeah. it is late man. It is. I'm not. I, it it is a fascinating documentary. I'm not going to say it's a great documentary. No, 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 no. But no. it's a good documentary. It is good, and it's really interesting it is very interesting they they pull apart the mystery behind yes miss cleo to a degree to a degree because you still you realize when it goes off you don't you don't really know anything about miss cleo you still don't you still don't know anything yeah you just know she walked this earth right and then unfortunately did right 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 she's right which is a shame it actually was a shame um but um but boy i like that documentary and again i was like you know what I need to go to the Langston Hughes house in Seattle. <laughs> Just take a bottle of wine with me. <laughs> Set it down on the table. Miss Cleo, go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, but I'm sorry. No, it was very but you did watch it good. I did watch it. Right. It was very interesting. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Have a good time. All right. Now it's time for the top five. All right. Top five. Who's your top five? Top five, ladies and gentlemen, where I give a list and Vincent has his adds his commentary to that list. And um usually try and tie this in with the film that we are watching. The 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 film that we are reviewing tonight is the outside story, uh, which we will be featuring in a live screening. Yes. This Saturday, January twenty-first. You can come out if you're in the Philadelphia area. Ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to come out to City Winery here in Philadelphia to check out, join Vincent and I for a live screening of The Outside Story. We're going to play a whole nother top five, a whole nother game of Six Degrees of Dervell Martin with with the audience. Um, 
it's at a wine place. They're going to have food. They're going to have wine. We're going to have a good time watching movies, talking about movies. You should come out. It'll be a good time. It really is. Go to citywatery.com slash Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale right now. Vincent, so I try to tie this in. Okay. This movie, The Outside Story, mm-hmm. actually was scheduled to come out in 2020. Okay. And hit theaters. Right. 2020 was a movie uh, year of the first year of the pandemic. Yeah. And movie theaters didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um. So while this did make a um, festival debut. Right. When the festivals kind of like figured out the whole virtual thing, mm-hmm. in like in the latter part of the year, it really didn't come out for people to see it until 2021. Right. Right. And there are a few films that were released in 2020, quite a few films. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. That had their kind of like their whole release kind of flummoxed. Yeah. And oh, yeah. The, 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 their landscape kind of like ripped out from under them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the top five tonight are the top five black films that okay. were cursed by the pandemic. Okay. And we'll talk about exactly why. Yeah. All right. So, starting at number five. Okay. We had Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Now, this actually wasn't cursed so bad, but you got to think about it. This movie, which was released for to uh, by Sony, released to theaters, was the third part, the ending trilogy, right? That we believe of the Bad Boys saga. It was a movie that was over ten years in the making. Yeah, oh yeah. It came out, released to theaters in January seventeenth. January seventeenth. It did good money. It made like about a little over four hundred million dollars right. domestically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. In in that that window in January February right, but that was around the time when the people's anxiety about going to movie theaters was starting to ratchet Look. up. So it made that money, but that was like really begrudging. It was it was very happy that it made that money, and arguably it would have made. It, yes, that's the thing. It would have made right. uh, so much money. Right, right, right. Because that thing, you know, the, it's a bad boys franchise. And people were waiting for it. It got great word of mouth. Right. It would have had, it, it would have, it would have done Top Gun business. Close to it. Top Gun um, Maverick. Yeah. You know, those kind of legs. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, may have, it may have done Top Gun mo- Business probably definitely Marvel movie business. Yeah, you know, but it and don't get me wrong, it made good money. No, but no, that no, no, four hundred million. Yeah, that four hundred million put it in the top five for the year. Man, and that's because I remember the conversation. I I I'm probably going to remember conversations around each of these movies mm-hmm. because I remember conversations with you, conversations with my my actual movie partner, my daughter. Mm-hmm. And the the make or break films, right? You know, the, which was this worth going to the movie, right? In the midst of this unprecedented historical moment, yeah, where you might be risking, frankly, your life. Exactly. And I remember Bad Boys did not make the. It cut. did not make the. No, it does not. And I know I would have went. To, you know, I like the Bad Boys movies. I still haven't seen the film. You know, it's it's half Memberberry. Which I figure half 
Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are frankly too old to be doing this. Mm -hmm. But then that's part of the text of the movie. Right, right. But you know. Number four. Number four is The Banker from Apple, which was released to mm -hmm. theaters March 6th and then immediately re released online on right. March 20th. Right. Right. Uh, um, because not long after it was released to theaters, that's when the world shut down. Right. You know, so they said, oh, let's get some Rushed right. his online. Now, The Banker um, was starred um, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. This was a film that was already kind of like doomed because it had like some bad press. I was about to say, I thought like the remaking of the history of yeah. it and then kind of like the, the survivors of the... Yeah, it, it was a mess. Yeah, so it it, it had some bad juju. Yeah, with they might have put on the wiki mm -hmm. that it was because of the pandemic. And they hope people don't remember what was going on around this movie, but... Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, there was some, there was some bad chronologically. This happened during the pandemic, mm -hmm. but that's not why the bank yeah. kind of imploded. Yeah, the, the, it had, it had some other stuff. That that was that was the reason. It was right, like, right. oh, we've got a reason. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no, pandemic! <laughs> right. Bring them in the back door. Bring them right, exactly. Bring them in the back door. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, number three. Number three. Concrete Cowboy. Yeah. Which was a Netflix film, but it was released to streaming in September 13th. Yeah. This was a film that they had hoped to get at least some yeah. small play in the theaters. Would it be a big Idris Elba? Look. A starry vehicle? I mean, you seen Idris Elba in my house, uh, Black Stranger Things kid was, was the oh, yeah. key figure. Uh, well, okay. Um, uh, Caleb McLaughlin? Yes. Yeah, Caleb McLaughlin was, was the marquee figure in my house. Well, okay. And once again, we didn't go see this in the theater. I know. I know. Well, it, 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 it didn't, it never made it. Yeah. It never made it to theaters. It w went straight to streaming, yeah. uh, in September. Because by September, they, you know, people were like, all right, so we got to do something with it. It's a good little movie, too. It is a, a, a cute, good little movie. Yeah. It's a cute movie, right? Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate Idris Elba's choices. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but that was something that definitely the 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 pandemic had a had a hand in. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Soul by Pixar and Disney. Yeah. Did now this movie not only didn't get a theatrical release. It was released straight to. It sure was to video, straight online to Disney Plus mm -hmm. on for the Christmas holiday. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a film that unfortunately set a, a what I think is a bad precedent. Okay, for Pixar movies. Okay, in that this was like the first of a uh, several. Pixar mm -hmm. films that were released straight to Disney Plus. Yes, did not get any type of uh, theatrical run. Right until Lightyear. Right, and Lightyear gets a theatrical run and does not succeed. Right, I think it's because by then mm -hmm. people are used to Pixar films are going to be on Disney e either immediately or soon after. Dude. Dude, and and you and I have talked about this several times. Appropriately enough, the person that I 
heard articulate what I'm about to say was Anthony Mackie, mm. the star of The Banker. Mm. Outside of those of us that just love the culture of the theater, like we just love, we just love going to the yeah. movies and we love the popcorn. The experience the of it. We love the experience, which we've been socialized like many generations before us to love this experience. The TVs are big enough. The food is good enough. Anthony Mackie said, you get yourself a little sippy sip. You sit in your home theater, you know, like even home theater, like I'm saying home theater, but like, you know, you got a big ass TV. I got a big ass TV. Everybody yeah. got a big ass TV. Yeah. You got popcorn. You got stuff in it. You got a, a couch. The, 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 the sort of bar that you have to clear that I can't wait to see this for a month or two and watch it in my house. That's a real high bar. That's a real high bar. Yeah. Like, you... And that's the shame of it, because that's why these smaller movies are getting made or making their money in the theaters. Let's talk about these smaller... Here's, here's, something, here's something funny. I saw somebody post, and it, it, like, really spoke to me. I'm going to just say, I'm going to do this in real time. I'm going to call you out. Have you seen Avatar? No. Okay, here's the crazy part. You ready for this? Do you know anyone who's seen Avatar? Yes. How many people? A lot. Of, I you know, know a lot. I know a lot of people seen. I just realized. I heard. I saw somebody post like Avatar's made a billion dollars, and I don't know nobody who's actually seen it. I know a lot of people. Now, admittedly, I hang with a younger crowd than you hang with. Okay. So, they go. They all right. They they've gone to see. It. I don't care. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. That that's not pulling me to the theaters. <laughs> it's not pulling me. You know, I hear that it's great in the theater. Like I hemmed and hawed about Black Adam and then they said never mind. And I said, Oh, all right. Yeah, I really could have done one out Black Adam. I think a lot of these big movies is I I'm, You still gotta make a choice. Like right. Like, you know, Wakanda Forever was a no brainer. Right. But like case in point, the woman king. Have you seen it? I have not. I now I did go see it, and mm -hmm. I did go see that in the theater. I wanted to see that right, in the theater. Right. I wanted to see it big on screen, and I wanted to to, to show it the line. Right. But I know a lot of people have probably made that same calculus, especially because it was coming out not long before Wakanda Forever. Right, right. like Dune went right to Dune went straight to went straight to and HBO. I you know I'm a Dune dude, mm -hmm. so I. Probably would have saw it on the big screen. Really, that would have fooled you. But I was good with it on when I saw it. I was like, oh, good. Uh, having seen it, you would have been good. You know what? I would have been good with this on TV. Right. But if you had seen the trailer, it might have gotten you in. Trailer might have got it. Maybe. It maybe would have got you under me. <laughs> I think it's a fascinating moment. Well, and here's the funny thing. I think I'm more apt to go to a small art house movie and have like that sort of art house experience. Like, I feel like that would pull me in more than big boom blow up thing. Thing is, that actually is probably smarter because yeah. probably people are probably more wider spread out. Right, right, and right, there. right. Then there's that, you know, and then it will kind of forever where everybody kind of like an art house film that's at the city winery that would get me out. 
Oh, if only there was one screening so soon. Was, hey, you know, I heard that the, out, heard a, the outside story, the film we're reviewing, is going to be a city winery. What with, a coincidence. What a Look at God. Was Won't he do one? it? <laughs> True, Willie. Won't he? <laughs> number one. Now, number, number one. one's got a little bit of controversy, Vince. Okay. And I hope that you can settle this. Okay. That's what I'm here for, to settle controversy. This is a film that everybody was waiting to go see it in theaters. Okay. It didn't make it to theaters. Okay. It went straight to streaming. Okay. And everybody still talked about it, and probably even more so more people saw it on streaming and loved it, raved about it. Okay. Saw it quadruple number of times. My sister has seen this movie. My sister and my, my best friend, Calvin, have seen this movie collectively a hundred times. I can't wait to hear what this movie is. The question is, okay, is it a black film? Okay. What is it? Hamilton. <laughs> Boy, that is a great controversy around Hamilton, isn't it? Which was a huge hit. I mean, look. Hit um, yeah. Disney Plus yeah. on July 3rd. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like, it like, almost like blew up Disney Plus. Yeah. Because it was like around the. Right. My official answer is I'm not, I don't know. That's my like TV. I mean, because Lin Manuel Miranda is is Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican and not Afro, not Afro Rican at all. Right. Decidedly, the writer and the star yeah, of the movie. That so, but then you kind of go from there. But then you got you know the V Diggs, the V Diggs, and uh, Leslie Le Leslie um Howard. No, not Leslie. Leslie um. I say Leslie Uggum. I was about to throw Leslie Uggum. You know me so well. You know me so well. I was one hundred percent about to say Leslie Uggums. That is correct because in my mind, it's only one Leslie, and that Leslie is Leslie Uggles. I'll just say Christopher Jackson. Leslie Odom? Leslie Odom. Leslie Odom. Philadelphia's own Leslie Odom. And my girl. Oh. Renee, um. Renee uh, Goldsberry. Renee Goldsberry. So it's Renee Elise Goldsberry. Renee Elise Goldsberry. And uh, whatchamacallit? Whatchamacallit's daughter? I don't know. Plays Peggy and plays, um. Okay, but answer the question. Is it a black film? I don't know, because there's a lot of black people in it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, now, besides Lin-Manuel, are there any other Puerto Rican? Anthony Renan? Anthony Rass, yeah. That's a little question. What the name of Is it? Everybody else is black. I mean, no, because George Washington is a white guy. Oh, right, right, George Washington. No, Chris Jackson is black. I thought George Oh, he's... You're talking about the king. The I mean, king, king, the George. King, yeah, the king, the king. king, the king, king that's right. what I meant, the king. Yeah. The king is a white guy. You know what I meant? Um, that's interesting. Uh, I'm I'll go with guy. black. You're going to go with... I'm going with the black film? Yeah. yeah. And then my girl is in it as the bullet. Like, she doesn't have any lawns, but she's clearly in it. My girl, who uh, was just so good in the West Side Story remake. 
Well, I'm looking at the the movie now. I'm going to look up the cast. We we were talking about her this summer. She was so good in West Side Story. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Groff is King George. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Odom, Anthony Ramos. I'm, um, oh, A- Ariana DeBose. Yes. Ariana DeBose. Pretty sure she's Afro-Latina. Yeah, wow, man. You know what? I think it might be black. I mean, it definitely, it definitely kind of like, and not to put too fine a point on it, they rapping the whole thing. And they rapping is hip hop. Everybody's <laughs> rapping. So there you go. There you go. There you go. So Anthony Hamilton. Hamilton on the docket. Wow. Wow, boy. We have just made my friend Calvin's day. All right, Calvin. So there you go. <laughs> he will he will he will demand to be Yeah, and, and if that would have gone to the theater, that you know, that thing is printing money. That that's yeah. you're just printing money. I know. Hamilton. I know. Now, would have that have gotten you to the theater? Because you had seen it. Yeah, yeah. But you had seen it, I, right? Yeah, saw it, yeah, saw it on stage, yeah. But that still would have... Not with the cast. Not with the that's right, cause, Broadway cast. Right, because this was the original Broadway right. cast. Right. So, so that would have gotten you because it was got, them. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, Camille went through a Hamilton period. Where I know. The whole house was... Yeah, yeah so... I know. So, I do. so, yeah, yeah, that 100% would have got us to the theater. And everybody in there would have got COVID because everybody, <laughs> everybody in the theater would have got COVID when they saw Hamilton because we're all rapping, we're all singing, spittle flying all through the theater. Everybody got COVID. Everybody in the house got COVID. That's right. And that's not funny. That's not funny because COVID is it's not to be messed with. No. It's not to be messed so, with. It is not. All right. All right. So there you go. Your top five. There's the top five. That was a good top five. Good top five. I thought. I thought that was a good time off. I hope you agreed, Vince. I do agree. Okay, good. And then I then I am my job is done. All right. Since you agree. Um before we get to the game of kings, I want to take a moment to show to to give you a preview, ladies and gentlemen, of a short little feature that we're gonna be doing in over the next couple of months. Oh, is it time? It's not time yet. Okay. But we're kind of like teasing. Okay. Teasing right. things. And that is this day in 1989. Now, why are we doing this day in 1989? You'll find it out soon enough. It's a tease of a tease. It's a tease of a tease. But for now, we're doing this day in 1989. Now, nothing happened specifically Um today january 16th in 1989 except mm-hmm. today is martin luther king's you know there it's mm-hmm. is uh it's designated a holiday but on january 15th mm-hmm. in 1989 mm-hmm. vincent you will be very excited okay to hear that on that day self-destruction on oh. The only single by the Stop the Violence Movement, a group formed by KRS-One in response to violence in the hip-hop and African-American communities, was released. Wow. Self-destruction. You're headed for the self-destruction. Vincent. Yeah. Can you name the rappers who perform all of them on self-destruction? I doubt if I can name all of them. 
You know what? Give me a number. Give me a number. I bet you can. Like, give me a number. Start naming them. Karis one, Miss Melody, mm -hmm. D-Nice, Public yeah. Enemy, Just Ice, mm -hmm. uh, MC Light, mm -hmm. uh, Heavy D, uh, Big Daddy Kane. Nah, Big Daddy Kane's not on the song. Big Daddy Kane is not on there? He's in the video. He's not on the song. Okay. Dougie Fresh. Yes. Because remember Dougie Fresh, let's take a moment of silence, but then he beatboxing mm -hmm. through the moment of silence. Yes, because he doesn't listen to his own instructions. Uh, Latifah. And Queen Latifah is not on there. I'm thinking about MC Light's lyrics. You almost got them all, believe it or not. Who have I missed? If you pull one big group, you'll knock off a bunch of them. I said Public Enemy, and, and you know, everybody in Boogie Down Productions. Mm -hmm. There's another group. In 89, who would have been a big group? Because Run DMC isn't on there. Nope. The, I don't think any of the native tongues were on there. They weren't really that big. No, nope. they weren't big enough in '89 to be on there. The Beastie Boys aren't on there. I said Public Enemy. Think of the song. I'm I'm trying to go through the song. You've actually only missing two people, like the group and another person. That's all you're missing. I don't want to eat up too much time. Yeah, I I, I I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, no mas. Okay. You want the guy or the group? The group. Stetsasonic. That was one there. All of them. All of Stetsasonic. Like, that's what I said. If you if you knocked out Stetsasonic. Stetsasonic. Because it was Daddy-O, Wise. Yes. And, um, well, Daddy-O and Wise. Whenever. Right. So who's the other MC? Kumo D. Kum how would I, how could I forget Kumo D? I know. Because that's what Kumo D was like. Right. You know why? Because I was so busy trying to remember, trying not to forget Just Ice. Right. He's the one you're like, it's not Just Ice. I think it is. <laughs> this is terrible. This must be during the 10 minutes Just Ice went in jail. <laughs> remember it seemed like Just Ice was always in jail? Leave Just Ice alone, man. Hey, man. <laughs> just Ice. It seemed like Just Ice. Leave Just Ice. He loved the law. <laughs> <laughs> leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, self destruction. Yeah, that was a good joint, man. Yeah, that was good. You, you, you think Latifah's on there, right? Well, because quietly, Light's lyrics sound like a Latifah lyric. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I yeah, but that. yeah, all right. Self destruction. Head of self destruction. Yes, that was released January fifteenth. 1989. I remember it very clearly. Except the Sonic part. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dougie Fresh said, let's take a moment of silence, and then he started beatboxing. Right. All right. It is time. It is time. For the Game of King. All right. That's the key. Why you would be surprised what a person can do with just a sense of touch and a sense of sound. of Durville Martin in six movies or less get from Durville Martin. Is there a theme? There's no theme? It already played. No, I mean the theme of, of who you pick. Oh, no. You just you speak some dudes. Well, I kept, I'm keeping the theme. We just wild styling it. Well, I keep, I, for this one, 
for six degrees. I was trying to come up with a theme, but then I, I said, I got the germ of a couple of themes. Okay. So I'm just going to save them for the live show. Got you. All right. All right. What well, we got? What well, we got? All right. All right. All right. In six movies or less, six getting from Derville Martin, Derville Martin 2, Mike Myers. Okay. All right. Mike Myers. How am I going to get to Mike? Myers. So, an actor whose time has decidedly passed. Yeah, although I do think the first, um, which McCall it holds up. What? Austin Powers? Austin Powers. I do think the first Austin Powers. Yeah. Does hold up. But this is how I'm going to get from Durgo Martin to. Mike Myers. So, Derville Martin is on. Trying to make sure I have my 90s comedians all linked up the way I want to. Derville Martin is um, the final come down with Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in The Ladies Man with Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. And I probably could, it, I'm saying Tim Meadows just because I forgot the female lead in The Ladies Man because I, I suspect I can get her to Mike Myers. I'm just blanking out on that. So I'm just going to stick with um, those SNL guys. Tim Meadows is in. Oh, God. Just had a brain fart. Tim Meadow is all right. I'm gonna have to start all over again. Start all over again. Start all over again because we're getting to Mike Myers. Now I've used up too much time, so I'm gonna go quick. All right. So Derville Martin is in, of course. The final come down, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams is in Lady Sings the Blues with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is in Dream Girls with Beyonce, who's in Goldfinger. Um, not Goldfinger. Um, Austin Powers. Yeah, isn't that, that, what is it? Gold member? Gold member with Mike Myers. Very good. There you go. Deborah Battle was way ahead of you saying that uh, Eddie Murphy was the key. Yeah, well, I was trying not to pull the Beyonce card. Okay. Like, I was, I really wanted to do Tim Meadows to Mike Myers. And I know that, I know in that, in that SNL sludge between Dana Carvey and Chris Farley and Adam 
Sandler. Like I know I can get from Tim Meadows to Mike Myers. I just couldn't figure it out very quickly off the top of my head. So not a problem. You still did well, Vince. All right. Who we got next? Next, Mike Myers is surprisingly difficult, though. You you realize Mike Myers has not made as many movies as you think he has. Or you haven't seen them. Or you haven't seen them. Right. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. Uh, so you have to go back to Austin Powers. Yeah. So you're like, uh... or Or I think I married an axe murderer, which I enjoyed. Oh, uh, yeah. But I, I uh, um, is that Mini Driver? Mm-hmm. Is in that? Yeah, so. Yeah. Guess I could have gone. I think the only other thing that I'd immediately bring him up in is um, Cat in the Hat. Oh, my God. Yes, God. Yeah. God awful. Um, and then he has a small role in Saving, Saving Private Ryan, of all movies. Oh, I forgot about that. All right. All right. Who's next? Get from Derville Martin. Derville Martin. To. To. Anne Hathaway. Okay. Well, Anne Hathaway. I'm going to get to her. Her because Derville Martin is in her in Hathaway. What are you thinking? I can get to, I just. The path I'm going might be too many steps. So I'm trying to get to Julie. Um, Julie Newmar? No, not Julie Newmar. Um, Mary Poppins. Oh, Julie. Um, Christy. Not Christy. Julie, Julie, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Is that her name? Yeah. So really, I'm trying to get to Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. I jump back to. Let me see. I might. This might last. Okay. Derville Martin. Guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier? Sidney Poitier. The Defiant Ones with Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. And some like it hot with Jack Lemon. Hey guys, name. I know, right? Jack Lemon and Margaret in um Bye Bye Birdie. Jack Lemon's not in Bye Bye Birdie. No, I'm sorry. Grumpy old men. And then and Margaret. and Margaret is in Bye Bye Birdie. With Dick Van Dyke, yeah. See, I'm 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 one off because Dick Van Dyke gets me to Julie Andrews, but that's six. All right, so I gotta get to Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews was in something in the eighties. Oh, um, um, oh, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. Who else is in that? That's a Blake Edwards movie. She was the big star, as far as I know. Right. Let me see. Victoria, Victoria. Victoria, Victoria. Of course, Anne Hathaway was also in the Batman movie with uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name with the dead eyes? That's Batman. Did they have dead eyes? Yeah, Christian Bale. 
Christian Bale. There's a fairly big name in Victoria, Victoria. Who else is in that with her? The biggest name with her, I would say, is James Garner. Okay. Okay. And Robert Preston, but I don't think he would. I think I can work with James Garner. So let's look at Billy D. Williams, Richard Pryor, and you, Margaret Avery. Tammy Glover, Mel Gibson is still not, still too many. I think there's an easier connective tissue for you. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is, but we're doing it real time. Okay. Do you want me to tell you the name? What's the name? Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep probably does. Meryl Streep. Oh, God, Anne Hathaway. Okay. Okay. This I'm gonna get to Anne Hathaway. So Anne Hathaway gives me Christian Bale, Tay Diggs, Angela Bassett. Lawrence Fishburne. Bernie Casey. No, I'm sorry. Yes, Bernie Casey. Pam Greer. So it'll be six exactly. Now I'll build it back up. Okay. Deborah Martin is in Sheba Baby with Pam Greer. Okay. Pam Greer is in Hitman with Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey is in um, Cornbread Earl and Me with Lars Fishburne. Lars Fishburne is in... Um, What's love got to do with it? With Angela Bassett. Okay. Angela Bassett is in How Stella Got Her Groove Back with Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is in, um, was that dumbass Kung After the Matrix with Christian Bale? Oh, Equilibrium? Equilibrium with Christian Bale, who's in Batman, Batman, the black, the bat Batman and <laughs> Eli, Eli you gotta at least get the title fit. Batman. What's the other thing they call Batman? The Dark Knight. There you go. Roz's returns there you with go. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All I know about Anne Hathaway is the Batman movie and the Princess Diaries. But that oh, I know she's made a million things. I know she's made a million things. That's all I can think of. Come on, Vincent. You know more than that. Do I? Yes. She was in Les Mis. Never saw it. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was in uh what's the one with Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep plays the um like the 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 publisher, her boss. She plays her boss. Oh, the Double Wears Prada? Yeah, Double Never Wears Prada. Oh wow. Yeah. I can't believe I saw that movie and you didn't. Uh, it's not a bad movie. Um, she was in Ocean's Two. What's the Ocean's Eight? Never saw it. Yeah, apparently you've got a you've got a 
I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Before an and happens. So there you go. There you go. Well, well, you did it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> An ugly win is still a win. <laughs> Look forward to more of that. <laughs> Cincinnati Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, coming your way this Saturday. Boy, and half away, and who's the first one? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Ooh. Oof. Yes, yes, yes. But on Saturday, those are solid picks, though. You, the audience, you will decide yeah. who Vincent. Nipsey Russell. Oh, you could do that easy. No, because Nipsey Russell wasn't in a lot of. I mean, he's a, well, he's in the Wiz. Yeah, that's all you need. Right, all he needs is the Wiz. <laughs> yeah, the Wiz. No, he wasn't in a lot, but he was in one where there's a lot of every person. He's a one. He's in one you can match him with everybody else. <laughs> Sue, out here. All right, you really can because I think the dude who plays the lion is in the background of um, a raisin in the sun. Like I think you could actually link every other cast member of um, the Wiz to Nipsey Russell. That I know off the top of my head. Nipsey Russell is holding Black Hollywood together. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, right. Everybody else in the movie is a link to him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's, he's, he's keeping it all together. Yeah. Right, because uh, what's her name who plays the Wicked Witch is in Bingo Long and is traveling all stars. Oh, um, um, uh, Mabel King. Mabel King is in Bingo Long. Wow, you really can. Yeah. We're going to play Six Degrees of Nipsey. No, no, no. I'm saying to get from Durville Martin to, like, there's a, a pretty clear path. Yeah. All right. It's Michael Jackson. Oh, well, I mean, I, I guess Captain Neo counts. Does Captain Neo count for Michael Jackson? It does. Yeah. Even though you don't need Captain Neo. Yeah. You just go to um, Men in Black 2. Men in Black 2? Yeah. And I think it was 2. No, no. Who cares? All right. It's time for our review. Yes. Of The Outside Story. We'll be back with the film review. As soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. so cute together. Can't there be some hope? No, because we're not doing hope today. I think that's probably a sign you need to get out of your apartment. You need to stop being such a shut-in. We never go out. Because I like being at home with you. I think I'm going to stay inside and feel sorry for myself all day. Hey. Hey. Here you go. 15 bucks. It's all I got. What about the lady who lives here? We broke up. It's too bad. She used to tip. Isha left you. Shame. She seems so fun. Ah, get it. She was amazing. I let myself out of my apartment. Without your shoes? Sucks. Oh, it's dumb. Well, it looks like a beautiful day. Break <laughs> appearance! I was wondering if I could climb out on your fire escape. I hope that I'm not interrupting. Hi. Hi. Yes, we're in a relationship. Wow. Hey, you! What are you doing? Do you know this man? Are we done here? Neo! You got my keys? I don't know which they are. You and Isha broke up, but you're still moving in a car. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Shouldn't you be out arresting real criminals or something? City drivers are real criminals. Says who? Says me. Who are you? Someone who knows. The Outside Story. An introverted editor living a vertical life in his second floor apartment, always on deadline and in a rut. When Charles locks himself out of his building, 
he's forced to go horizontal and confront the world he's been avoiding in search of a way back inside. The Outside Story is a film from 2020, written and directed by Kazimir Naskowski. Stars Brian Tyree Henry as Charles, Sonequa Martin-Green as Isha, Sunita Manny as Officer Slater, and Olivia Edward at as Elena. The Outside Story was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, what do you have to say about The Outside Story? I really like this movie. I thought this movie is absolutely adorable. This movie is um, funny. It is um, pulls on your heartstrings a little bit. Uh, it is shout out you, you written and directed by um, uh, Kasimar Kasimar uh, Um But shout out to Zalmyra Gainza, who is the cinematographer, because this yeah. movie is gorgeous. Yeah, this movie is absolutely gorgeous. And I, I just liked every beat of this movie. This movie just feels, it, it takes place in Brooklyn and you feel it. The, you, you talked about how Spike Lee likes to capture Brooklyn. And a lot of act, uh, directors who capture their cities, especially one that is heralded, because I watch old movies, Sidney Lumet is always heralded as someone who always captured New York. This captures the Brooklyn neighborhood like, I felt like I was in this neighborhood. It's filmed on location. Um, so it is absolutely gorgeous in this fall this fall afternoon in Brooklyn where, and as comfortable and as, as lived in as this movie is, it is, it is made to feel all the more homey by the presence of Brian Tyree Henry. Mm. And considering Brian Tyree Henry is not what some people will call movie star handsome mm -hmm. or anything like that, he is definitely a guy who has a, an incredible presence on the screen. And, and despite his look, you still he still feels 100% authentic in whatever role he is. Most people know him as Paperboy from Atlanta, where he's kind of like a a thoughtful, but definitely a harder edge, grizzled, you know, uh, character. Yeah. You, but, and he feels, he feels real. He feels like he's that, he, he's that rapper. Yeah. Paperboy, right? But he feels every bit as real when he plays a geek podcaster in Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm -hmm. He feels every bit as real when he plays like this wayward soul, kind of like voice of reason if Beale Street could talk. Yeah. And, yeah. and he feels just as much of this disconnected, lonely soul in this film. And it feels 100% authentic. And and you just like, like are, are on this trip with him as he deals with this mishap that we have all dealt with. Right. 
locking ourselves out the house at the worst possible moment. And it feels, it feels real. His anger, you're pissed at yourself. You're pissed at the world. Um, and it's only heightened because he has a job to do. He's an editor. He, as you mentioned, he's a, he's a film editor and he edits the in memoriams before, <laughs> of all places, Turner Classic Music. Right, right. Uh, I like this job. I was like, this Lindstrom job. <laughs> and um, old dead people. And he and he's working on one for this actor who is like on death's bed in the hospital. And at the same time, he's coming off of the breakup of his relationship with Isha, played by Sonequa Martin-Green. And as this movie puts you in this moment in real time of when he's about to get locked out, it it has great visual cues. You see by just the scanning through his apartment as you come upon him that he's a guy that doesn't, he doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. You see discarded um, uh, delivery trays, tins, you know, piling up. You see magazines, papers all over the place. You see boxes all over the place because he's boxing up his girlfriend's stuff, moving her out. Um, but he's a man who, who who doesn't get out. He he's he's talking long distance to his best friend over. I think she they mentioned she's in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, over over the computer. That is his only real connection with the outside world. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and. and and it and he's not someone who's been trapped because of the breakup of his girlfriend. This is the life that he's been living. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? This is the life that he's been living. And as the the onion is peeled away on this movie, you find out the reasons for the for the breakup of of his relationship, and you also find out the origins of why he became stuck, mm-hmm. as he puts it, right? And with each layer that is revealed, I don't know about for you, and I can't speak for everyone else, but for me, I felt like this script was peeling away pieces of me because I was like, yo, damn, I'm there, dog. I've been there. I, I feel I feel that. I feel that. And I'm, try- and I'm really not trying to give any things away. One, because, you know, we try not to be so spoiler hard. And then two, we're about to screen the movie. So, um, and there might be people that are listening and hopefully they'll be coming to check it out. Um, but it, it, it really feels really real fruitful and, and, and honest. And that is because of how soulful Brian Tyree Henry is in this performance. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. This is a comedy. It's funny. He gets stuck outside, and and hilarity ensues because uh, he's stuck. He's locked outside his house, but he's locked. He's locked outside with no shoes on. Right. It's a little chilly, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's he's, the fall." So he's locked outside, not dressed for the weather. Um, at one point, he is his his allergy to cats is, is literally assaulted on. 
and we've and then you have an allergy to cats. I don't have a, an allergy to cats, but my sister does, and I've seen my sister like be like you could see it start happen on her face when a cat is around. Oh yeah, like, and that's exactly what happened yeah. to him. So it's one hundred percent real there. You know, you he starts taking stock of his life. You're like, who are his friends? Who are the real friends in his life? You know, if, does he have friends? Right. Um. And I think it's just a really incredible performance. And I think the writing is it's it's spare. It does it doesn't hit you over the head. Um. But it 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 feels real. It feel it feels uh, spot on. And um. All of the characters, all of the performances in this in this film, I think, are really great. You you shouted out Sunita uh, Sunita Mani, who plays Officer the uh, Slater, yes, a trap a traffic cop who is going around give, putting tickets on everybody's cars. First of all, there is no more hated person in a residential neighborhood than the traffic cop no there isn't like if you're in the business sector all right we know what you're doing but in a residential neighborhood come on dog yeah that ain't supposed to on a saturday yeah that ain't supposed to yeah. be like yo yeah. let's let's be real this is wrong and she plays it to the to the team yeah because she's like cherishes her job almost right she's great in this movie uh olivia edward as elena yeah Oh my God, man! Shout out, shout out to the little kids, ladies and gentlemen. This young lady is like, like incredible. She is like, does not shy away from anything. Her timing is spot on, um, and her story, her story is a very heartbreaking story. It, 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 it is as it plays out. It is a very heartbreaking story. Linda Gravitt as an older next door mm-hmm. um, neighbor. Uh, actually, like this, this, this wise. Oh, oh, she doesn't even play like a wise person. She just plays the lady next door, the older lady next right. door. But I think it, she adds a, a touch of grounding to this film. I think everybody in this movie is is really great. Michael Sorrell Creighton, who plays his upstairs neighbor, is funny <laughs> as hell because this lifestyle you have to <laughs> see to believe right it is insane it is absolutely insane um i've been we've all been when brian where where charles is when he's had too much to eat and you feel things moving look and you've got to make some choices with your life look and he he has some choices that he has to make ladies and that's all i'm gonna say he's had some choices that he has to make and then shout out to sadiqua martin green because the way that this film is set up, even though she is his girlfriend and she's integral to the story, she's not in a lot of the movie. Right, right. Because it's mostly in flashbacks. It's mostly in flashbacks. But, and even those flashbacks are quick glimpses. There's right. no long scene at all. Right. But through the course of those flashbacks, and when she returns near the end of the film, in those spare moments, her presence is felt in that film. Yeah. And 
what you feel is a real relationship from Charles' point of view, when she comes back present, mm-hmm. you immediately feel the fullness of their relationship. Immediately. Exactly. And you also immediately see her point of view. Oh, no doubt. And I think that is a um a credit to not only the writing and the directing, but it's also a credit to what she is able to create in that character with very little bit. Right, right, right. Absolutely. This, this is like it's always been my argument. Like a good actor doesn't need a whole lot to create the character. They just need the space in which to do it. Right. And she had enough space to create a character that felt 100% whole and real. Right. In this movie. Um which then just adds to the to the drama, adds to the comedy, adds to the pathos of this film, and adds to making this from retroactively maybe the best film I've seen from 2020. Right. Because I absolutely wholeheartedly loved The Outside Story. Well, you know, it's 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 a film that is light and breezy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very light and breezy. You you can pretty much figure out the plot. Yeah, you you know, he's going to get locked out the house and discover some truths mm-hmm. about his neighborhood and about his family and about himself. But as you said, so much of it is the execution, and Brian Tyree Henry is someone who when you have him as your leading man, and he really does carry the film, like he's in every scene of the film, Mm -hmm. but he is so talented. Like you said, he has such great presence. If if you've watched Atlanta over the years, you know he can be a a, a physical comedian. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about the, the parts with him sneezing with the cat, which were just great physical moments. Yeah, yeah. The moments where he has to use the bathroom and he's burping and and it's a little lowbrow, but it's hilarious. Part of the reason it's lowbrow is because it's so hilarious. He has this kind of sad sack demeanor that you you know it, it, it's almost it, it's almost a, a, a Charlie Chaplin energy to it, where okay. it's sad sack, but you love it. Yeah, but I love the fact that as the film goes on. And and it is heartwarming and everything. There is a moment where you remember, oh, right. This is Brian Tyree Henry. So the character, Elena, who's a little girl, and she has some challenging situations in her apartment that they touch on lightly mm-hmm. between her and her mother. But the signs are there. Oh, yeah. That this is a serious situation up there. Mm-hmm. and And she's a young pianist. And there's a wonderful moment where she plays a piece and the and the, and the camera stays on Brian Tyree Henry the whole time. Yeah. Reacting to it. And he's so good in that moment. The moment towards the end where you talk about where where Isha comes back mm-hmm. played by um, Sneak with Martin Green and 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 they've broken up through the course of the film. And now they're you, you know, she's there to get her stuff. And it gets real serious. It does. It gets it gets real. real. It gets real so that you understand, like you said, yes, this has been light. Yes, this has been breezy. But there are real stakes 
to what's going on here. And in my mind, it elevated something that could be breezy, something that could be light, which in a lot of ways, saying something breezy and light when you like it is a way of saying it's disposable if you don't like it. Right. It gave this film much more heft. Yeah. Than it necessarily needed. Yeah, it didn't need that it to stick the land. Right, to, to stick the land. So so that just kind of enhanced all of it. And two things that that I sort of kept notes on, you know, the notes taking part of it. This is a film that is aggressively non-racialized. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brian Tyree Henry is black, but this film has him navigate through the world in a way where his race is not addressed. Not at all. You know, this is a barefoot black man. You know, he's not a small guy. He doesn't have any ID. He doesn't have any keys. As we mentioned, Officer Slater, who's the, the a parking policeman, is actually a policeman. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of moving through. But that's not the point of the film. And And I have to say... I was fine with it, with this film, like the way they kind of handled it. But it was kind of noteworthy how like nothing was sort of addressed. And then I was really curious about the timeline of of when this film was written and 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 filmed, because as you said, this came out in 2020, right in the midst of this moment mm-hmm. of this of, of this pandemic moment and and sort of you like you alluded to where it kind of speaks to the to the truth of of a lot of our lives i think a lot of us during that moment and certainly right now like like we talk about in my house all the time just you think about what is your relationship to the outside world Mm-hmm. Like this is a man who has created this space where he doesn't leave the house. That's his whole deal. He doesn't leave the house. He gets his food delivered. He, the, you, you get the sense his job as an editor is one that he can do remotely. Yes. And through the flashbacks, they show a couple of interactions between he and and his girlfriend Isha, where she says, "Why don't we go out and do this, that, and the other?" Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And if you want to, this is a film that I think is good enough that you can talk about it in that context. Like, this is a real film of its moment. Mm -hmm. Where, again, because of a lot of our jobs, because of technology, because of, of, you know, if you are blessed enough to be in a certain economic bracket where you can order food. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to have but so much interaction, right, with people, and certainly not the people in what we used to call neighborhoods. Exactly. Like this is a film where he meets his neighbor, and this is a film that is unapologetically pro community. Mm-hmm. And I really like that aspect of it. Again, in 2023 where where a lot of us are kind of coming out of our pandemic behavior yeah. behavior yeah and 
you hear these conversations about you know what what it what what are the what are the effects of working remotely? What are right. the effects of right. you, you know you look up and you haven't left your house mm-hmm. in X number of days, and and what is what are the implications for community and neighborhoods going forward? Yeah, like how do you how do you now reconnect or 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 connect or or talk to your neighbor? Right. right. You know, like how 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 does the neighborhood get reactivated? Right. And I think that this film, you know, now might be a good primer for something like that. I was thinking about there's a, a moment where there's an, one of his neighbors is pregnant and she's selling all, all, off all her stuff from her house, including the joint comic book collection of her and her husband. Right. Side note, I know of no couple that has a joint comic book collection. I I, I just went along with it. I said, sure, why not? No, I think think it's cool. I think it's cute. But I've never heard of it. I've never heard of any couple that has a joint comic. Maybe she's got three or four. Right. But there's no, but anyway. Right. They're selling off their joint comic book collection. And I thought it was very interesting because I've actually never saw this, where as opposed to putting up signs on like the the poles, right? They wrote, she was writing, and then asked you know Charles to write for her. Uh, signs on the street, on the sidewalk, in right. chalk, right, pointing people to her stoop sale, right, and to me. That felt, first of all, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, that's cool. I like that, you know? But that definitely, that definitely is, that's that's neighbor shit. That's right, neighbor right, stuff. Right, 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 I mean, right, right. That's, that's like, yo, can you do this for me? Like, yeah, and he was coming up with different ways to draw yeah. stoop, sail, pointing it to where it needed to go. Um, That was, and, and he... Charles is learning in real time because you learn that he's lived in this apartment for three years and outside of the person that lives above him, he don't know anybody. He doesn't know anyone. He didn't know. Yeah. These, and these are people that have been living there for years. Yeah. He didn't know anybody. His girlfriend, who you had, had moved in, so you learned that maybe she would have been living there for a year, maybe however right. long. Right, right. She knew a couple of people. Well, she at least knew the the, the little girl in the building. Yeah, he didn't even and, know the little girl in the building. Let's put a pin in that. Um, but so this was him learning in real time how to connect. Right, right, absolutely. And and I thought that it was actually interesting. The longer that he stayed outside, because this is him learning. Yeah, the longer he stays outside, the the easier it is for him to connect with people, you know, and find his place in, immediately in their spaces. Well, again, as a film that is very pro-community, mm-hmm. when he does get into some a hassle with the police yeah. towards the end, which I didn't like that moment. That moment kind of took me out of it a little for a quick second. Right. But the whole community... That he's built over the course of the film says, we know him. 
Yeah. He is our friend. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Well, we know him. Yeah. Yeah. Just just that, right? But right. just that. But that's neighborhood stuff. That's what it where, is. Where again, this is a very pro neighbor. It's 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 funny you mentioned Spike Lee and Spike Lee capturing Brooklyn. And you know, my 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 one hundred percent main argument for do the right thing is that Do the Right Thing is a film about a community. Mm-hmm. And it's real crunchy. Mm-hmm. And it's real rough and tumble. And everybody's cussing each other out and this, that, and the other. But you know, when you're cussing each other out, you're talking to each other. Yeah. Like, my argument is that things go real left and do the right thing when the police from that, from outside of the community come in. And then, you know, Radio Rahim gets murdered. Right. In some ways... It's this weird parallel going on in this. Yeah. Where it's communities take care of each other. Communities communicate. And and I I, I thought it was it was such an important detail that when he got locked out of his house, no one had a key. Like he didn't know anyone with a spare key. Like, you know, his boy came over with the bag of keys. Yeah. But even the, And even he wasn't sure if he, he wasn't in the key. Sure if he'd given him his key. When apparently he'd hidden. Which apparently he hadn't. But what did that say about Charles? Right. You get the sense Charles is is if if he's not from Brooklyn, he's lived there long enough that he's, you know, he works and, and he's got family and he knows like how come no one has a key? Right. Right. So all of that kind of is is in there as well. Yeah. One of the things that I, I did think that they kind of um, touched on very lightly. And then again, it was like, well, that's not really the point of, of the movie. And OK. I don't know what's going on in Elena's house. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what, you know, what happened to baby Jane type situation is happening in there. But that was a little, that was oh, yeah. a little something. Yeah, that was that, that definitely was a little something. Um, and when they said that his girlfriend's job, she was a lawyer for families and parents who were having issues, you know, who might who were in danger of losing, losing their children. Their children. I wondered, is that how she knew them? Like they're not just neighbors. Like I know you from the job. Yeah, I know you from your folder. Right. Yeah, you know, I hadn't put that put that together, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, because I don't want to dig into sure, too, sure, sure, too deep, but there's definitely some some crazy stuff going on in there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which which almost makes you while well, there, Elena has a little bit of a happy ending, you know, you, at least allusions to a happier ending. Right, right. Because, you know, in, in, in him fighting finding a community, Elena's also now got a right. little communities. Right. Other places she can go. Um, But it does kind of make you want to, yeah, but what about that story? Right. That's a story you kind of want to, well, whether you're talking about Elena in there and her mother, whether you're talking about the other neighbor having the the baby? The relationship with the two people from Oslo. 
Oh, I know what's happening there. It's a lot going on in these apartments. A lot, yeah. Like, it's a whole world. A whole new world. Right outside your place. That's why they call it Planet Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, how about that? You know, Miss Sarah, her husband had just died. Yeah, I actually liked that whole milieu that they went through. Oh, story. yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Because that was another story that kind of, like, it resonated with me a little bit, even though it seemed like a quick on her part, like wanting to move on. But yeah. she mentioned that he had been a vegetable. Right. So they kind of like gave you that lip service, like, yeah, dude had been right. You know what I liked about that storyline about her um, doing the online dating? I liked it that, that served as almost the filmmaker saying, I'm not saying that this technology is the problem. Right. Because she was making connections immediately. Mm -hmm. The problem is what we, the, we're the problem. We're, there's always a, and we hide behind the technology. The technology. Yeah. And then you will say, oh, well, the technology is the problem. No, no, no. No, no, it's, it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, no, don't touch that guy in the mask. Don't, don't swipe on him. Right. <laughs> right. I, I did think it seemed like a lot of shoes go, but hey, you know, the, do what you have to do. There's a bad Hey, hey, how did you, how did you like how they dealt with the cheating subplot? I liked it because they peeled it away. They kept peeling it away, mm -hmm. right? Um, because, because the, the, of the setup of the movie, you want to kind of side with him. And then when you hear oh, he cheat, she cheated, you know, he feels sad but and definitely missing of her, but there's a part of you that's like, yeah, but no, she cheated on you. Right. But then when you learn the details of the thing, you're like, is it a cop-out that it was with a woman? No, I don't think it's a cop-out. You, you, you wouldn't have felt a little, it wouldn't have felt a little stabbier if, like, he ran into the park and it was like, dude, from, um... Like dude from Lost. No, I don't think I don't think it's a cop out that it's, it's a woman because one he see, he feels it as much as it, it you know. No, I mean for us as viewers. No, that's I I don't I I don't because. No, I don't I don't feel it's a cop out. I okay. feel I feel that's real. I feel that I feel that's just one hundred percent real. Um, and I think for some people that type of situation can be even like what heightens the quote unquote betrayal mm -hmm. because you know, if it's another dude, you know, then he's like, then you kind of like size him up. Mm -hmm. But when it's another woman, it's like, what? like, what can I do? Right. You know, I can never, I'll never be able to commiserate on the same level with you as another woman. Cause I will never be a woman in that situation. Okay. You know what I mean? But um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a cop out, especially again without getting too deep into it. As the story get slowly gets revealed over time, mm -hmm. and how the not only the story how the story is being revealed, but how he finds out about it, right, right, is revealed, right. You've got to you. you it just feels. 
it feels like it feels interesting. It feels like a real. It feels like it feels like twenty first century relationships, right? You right. know, it didn't feel it didn't feel like like in a movie. It would have been a little bit more dramatic. This it, it felt it, it felt real. It felt. I know some people that have been in this exact same situation. Well, to your point, I, I think in in very little time. I mean, I mean, just with the flashbacks, and again, the film it's it's a. And it's 88 minutes. It's a short movie. Yeah. But I loved how it showed them meeting. Yeah. Oh. You know, just how natural it was, how the two, and, and the two of them both just just have great presence, great personalities. Like, you understand how these two started to get along. Mm-hmm. And Brian Tyree Henry, I was thinking about this, you know, he is sort of mopey and dopey the whole time in the present. And, you know, I do have to say there was part of me that was like, oh yeah, this is just some movie stuff. Like someone looks like Sonequa Martin Green is with movie dopey guy. Right. But in the flashbacks, you see what he had a little, you know. Yeah, you see what she got. Like he has a little something happening. Mm -hmm. But again, I think that's just this this level of actor Mm -hmm. he is where, where he's able to almost turn into two different people. Right. Right. So, but I, I, again, I love this. I love this real championing of neighborhoods. Like, like, like. There's, there's, there's a moment where they're going through the neighborhood. He's trying different foods and all. Mm-hmm. And you know, my God, if you live in a city, because I think this is true about Philadelphia too, but certainly if you live in in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. you can just eat your way. Yep. Through the city. Yes, you can. And you can eat your way through the city on foot. Dude, dude, I watch, I don't know if you, how much you watch YouTube videos. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I get fixated on stuff. I've been watching this guy, Cash Jordan, the on um, YouTube. Yes. He does the apartment, the look shows all the apartments in um, yeah, New York. Yeah. And uh, in between all of his videos start with him like walking that neighborhood mm-hmm. as he goes to the, to wherever apartment he's going to show. And almost every single apartment he's going to, there's like about nine thousand little, like, cool little boutiques, bodegas, restaurants. Yeah. Not chains, you know, just you know, Vietnamese food, Indian food, you know, African food, you know, you know, coffee from Ghana. It's like it. I'm like yo, like New York. It's what do said when we in Restless City last week about New York. He's been all around the world and saw all these different cultures and all these different people and he came to New York and they're all here. Right. You know, and that counts for the food, that just counts for the lifestyle. Right. That counts for right. any neighborhood. And and certainly it, it's New York. Mm. But I have to say, as as someone who moved to Philadelphia, like I'm not from Philadelphia. I find a lot of that here. Like, I find a lot of, like, everybody got a spot. Like, everybody got a spot for something. I mean, you know, the one we always talk about, of course, is cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got 15 people from Philly and ask them where they get their cheesesteaks, you're going to get at least eight to ten different answers. That's true. That's true. But it, but the difference is, and, you know, 
I cape for Philly. Right. But the difference, like you pointed out, in New York is that you can leave your house and right. 10 minutes, within 10 minutes, you have taken a trip a around the world in just food. Right. You know, right. just walking. Right. You can't necessarily do that in Philly. Right. You know right. So that's, there, there's, there's the difference. It is, it, and it, it didn't seem like anywhere that he went was a place that you could get it through Uber Eats. No, no, like you have to actually well, yeah. leave the house. You have to leave the house. You got to go outside. You have to go outside and have a story and have a story. So, I um, would you recommend? Not only would I recommend that you see the outside story, ladies and gentlemen, I recommended you see the outside story with us on January twenty first. Look, this is the this is the last show before we. I hit the button. This is the last show before we. Uh, for our live event, so we're pushing. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but see the outside story with us here in Philly this Saturday, January 21st at City Winery, or where you are. Check out the outside story. Um, it is, you know, really, it is an excellent, excellent, funny, funny and, and, and endearing film. I really like this a great deal. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and again, it's almost like a pool. Like like if you want to spend the time in the three to five feet and you want to splash around and, and just have a light, kind of airy experience, it's right there for you. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go out to the eight to ten feet, there's meat here. There's, a little, there's some meat there. There's definitely meat here. Again, I think there are these embedded narratives throughout that I suspect when we watch it again, there will be more visual clues about what's going on. Because like you said, I think, um, I think uh, Casimir Naskowski is very good at using visual cues yeah. to, to, to create a sense of place and a, a sense of space. So it's definitely there. Brian Tyree Henry is 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 always excellent. Mm -hmm. As always, he is excellent. The cast around him is fantastic. Sunita Mani as the cop, as a traffic cop. Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. And they are they're the, they're the there's a great dynamic and a story that plays out between those two. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't want to give that away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great, absolutely. Um, it's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. And it is a film that, again, really makes the case for neighborhoods. Yeah. For neighborhoods. I, I, I know it's it's sort of the, 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 the stock belief, the, the difference between an urban neighborhood and a suburban neighborhood. Like, like if you take, like, I don't know, Social 101, they always talk about the, the the way the suburbs were laid out is that everyone was in their backyards. Yes. So you didn't really get to know. But in, in a city, everyone's in the front so that you begin to know each other. But as time has gone on, you realize many people, like, do you know your neighbors? Right. Like, do you actually know your neighbors? Do you know the person that lives above you? Do you know the person that lives below you? Who has an extra key? If you lock yourself out. That's right. And what does that look like? 
And I appreciate this because I I, I do, you know, I, I love cities. Does your neighbor have your extra key? Not my immediate neighbor, but but I we absolutely have a key. In the neighborhood. Yeah, a key situation taken care of. Yeah, I have a key situation. Right, like, like fairly close. Like fairly close. And again, I didn't expect to think about do the right thing as I was watching this. But part of what I love about do the right thing, I loved about this movie, even though they are completely different in tone. They're completely different in tone. But they're they're kind of like the, the monitor, anti-monitor. Right, yeah. right. Well, I think I think this is a person who loves Brooklyn neighborhoods like Spike Lee loves Brooklyn neighborhoods. If he, if he doesn't, he fooled me. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. So, yeah, I would very much recommend this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Watch The Outside Story wherever you will. Yes. Okay? Before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week on the Michelle Mission, ladies and gentlemen, I want invite you to check out wherever you're watching the Michelle Mission. Check us out on Thursday, this coming Thursday, which will be January 19th for the third episode of Ripples in Time, our Kindred podcast. Yes. We're going to be stepping things up this week. As Vincent and myself and Ariel and Charlene, Ariel and Charlene, will be reviewing episodes three and four of Kindred this week. So we're trying to, we really want to get into the meat, meat of it. Things are speeding up. Things are speeding up and um, we're having a good time talking about the show and then comparing it to the book. So if you're a fan of the book, and if you're liking the show, tune in to Ripples in Time, which will be live streaming to YouTube and Facebook Thursday, January 19th, 7 p.m. Okay? All right. And don't forget the Me Show Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. Go to MeShowMission.com, check out all of the cool swag that we have available for your download buying pleasure. But we have our good friends at T Public. If you would like you can leave us a voicemail leave us a voicemail at 215-867-9666 tell vince and len what are on your mind or feel free to email us at mission at gmail.com m-i-c-h-e-a-u-x-m-i-s-s-i-o-n at gmail.com follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at mission and subscribe to the Michelle Mission on YouTube. Thanks for all of the subscribers that we've been getting more, more and more subscribers. So we're very happy about that. Absolutely. Subscribe to us. Very much. Tell a friend. YouTube.com slash Michelle Mission. And wherever you check out our audio podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and a review because it helps other people find our show. And like Vincent said, tell a friend, tell a friend about the Michelle Mission which is a proud member of the Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. All right. All right. Next week, Vincent, it is your selection. Okay. And next week, um, Vincent, he chose a movie. He he dug into the crates. Uh-oh. But you know, Vincent, he doesn't go that deep into crates. He went back to his his sweet spot. Hey. The 70s. Hey. 1970. Yeah, I was about to say, it's 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 barely the 70s. Barely the 70s. 
where we find one Roscoe Lee Jones. Roscoe Lee Jones. Roscoe Lee Brown. Brown. Who has not appeared as much as you think he would have. In a lot of films. On, and on the Michelle mission. No, exactly. Because yeah. he and he's a person that after a certain time starts showing up on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Roscoe Lee Brown and another person who doesn't show up on the Michelle mission a, a lot, Lola Falana. Oh, watch out now. In 1970s, The Liberation of L.B. Jones. Yes, sir. Next week, here on the Michelle Mission, next Tuesday at 7 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Please tell a friend. Check it out. If you're watching the movie with, along with us, bring all your opinions to the table. All right. Until next week, he's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say... We'll see you when it's time to meet again.